The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, I can't be any better because a long time hypothesis of ours was proven to be true for this episode and nothing can be better than being proved that you're right. Right? What? No clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> what did we prove? I don't it's remember. It's official that oh, that Dawson sucks at making movies. No, um, no, that's not what I was going to say. I thought that's I was what gonna we predicted. Say, We're like Dawson a, actually sucks. I mean, he does, but it's officially <laughs> in the Dawson's Creek canon that Dawson is a Pisces, being born on oh, March fourteenth, nineteen eighty-three. I feel as though this is. The main, like, news to come out of this episode. I, when does he mention his birthday? I don't even remember. So Nikki says, what's your date of birth? And he goes, uh, 3-14-83, March we were 14th, right. I mean, 1983. We've been new, right? Like, we've been new. We knew he was a Pisces I know, the but whole like, time. It's, the, it's like, 
canon it's now. Yeah, it's so it it's into exciting. The show. I mean, obviously, it wasn't as exciting for you, but it's exciting for me. I well, I, it. it was exciting, but like we talked about this earlier in the week, so I forgot that it, this was Being, like a revelation. I mean, we talked about it like two weeks ago when I actually watched exactly. this podcast. Watched the podcast, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute. It's been um, a little bit. It's been a minute, yeah, because I went on vacation. You all didn't notice a difference because we still put out a podcast as usual. Um, but yeah, and then I came back and then it was funny because I was like, wait a minute, did I watch this week's episode yet? And I had the realization last night that I hadn't yet. And then I got really excited because I was like, oh, shit, I still get a new episode of Dawson's Creek this week. Very exciting stuff. I mean, nothing could be more exciting than that. That's for sure. Yeah, so today we're covering season three, episode 10, first encounters of the close kind. Now, I feel like... I remember you messaging me and saying you really liked this episode, like right after you watched it. I do. Okay. I really do like this episode. This is like my favorite episode of the season. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. I feel I like really I like still it. like the witch episode better, I think. But we'll get into it. <gasps> yeah. Um. So let's let's jump right in because this is a, I like that this episode is like, okay, we're going to take four characters and go on a journey with them. Like, I like that aspect of this episode a lot. Yeah, yeah. This is, I think, I, I mean, I don't know if it's our first episode without Pacey and Jen ever. I don't remember them. There can't be very many of them for sure. Yeah, I don't remember them missing before, but um, we got Andy, Jack, uh, Joey and Dawson as our people that we follow throughout their journey. Mm-hmm. And I I mean, I thought it was exciting. We open up and we have Dawson watching his Witch Island movie like Can on we repeat. Just like this guy, tell me, okay, so wait, who has Dawson? Is it me or you? I have Dawson. Okay, you must have gotten buku points this episode for the number of times that like his movie is referenced or like like him watching his own movie, Dawson. How narcissistic actually are you though? Come on now. I know. Did you find this ridiculous? I mean, he loves his movie, but he says that it's because he wants to make sure that he has it like memorized for the question and answer segment. I don't know. Like, I mean, as somebody that makes content, um, it depends on how much I'm feeling myself. Like, if I'm like, oh, (laughs) this episode was particularly funny, like, of course I'll listen. And then there's some days where I'm like, I'm extremely insufferable. And I say, you know, (laughs) too many times. And I want to, like, rip my ears off listening to me. Oh, I've never noticed you saying, you know. Well, now y'all do. All of you will notice. Yeah, now I'm going to notice it. Yeah. So (laughs) I think that it's not out of the realm of possibility that Dawson would watch his movie over and over again. How many times do you think he's seen it? Like, how many times do you think he's... 600. Oh, my God. So many. I think that... I, I think that this, it's strange that this is the movie that he's promoting. You think that his first movie's better? Or you think, like, the Joey movie's better? Because he's had three I, films. He's three had, films like, that the are scary flops. one. He's yeah. had the Blair Witch Project one. And he's had mm-hmm. the Joey one. I feel like the Joey one is the best one, probably. I, but no. Nicole ripped it to shreds, so he thinks that it sucks. I mean, to be fair, a whole crowd of people rips this one to shreds. <laughs> I, I, I kind of love the fact that it's also canon. You're right that 
Dawson sucks at making movies. Like, he has this dream that yeah. he's just not good at. And I feel like that's very realistic. Oh, very he, relatable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, like, not everybody is good at everything. Yeah. So, and then I, like, I can't wait yeah. to get into this because this whole episode is prime let's shit on Dawson um, content, I think. So I can't wait to get into that. But he, in my opinion, he's not that annoying. So Oh, we'll get into it because <laughs> I disagree. I so Joey comes in and she's roasting Dawson about how many times that he's watching the yes. movie. I think that was great. And... He they talk about how um, he's nervous to do the film festival. This is like, I don't know, the Cambridge Film Festival. Didn't they say Sundance? She said it's not Sundance. Oh, I was because. OK, because I literally wrote in my notes. He's going to Sundance. No, With, like no. Joey points. And stuff, Joey says and I was like, not fuck? Sundance. It's that just the sense. Cambridge Film Festival. OK, so, yeah, yeah. So his whole concern is that he's used to being a big fish in a small pond. And now he's going to be the small fish in the big pond at this film festival. I would say that he's like the ugly fish with one wing, uh, one like fin in a small pond. Yeah. And it's like, oh, like that guy, like everybody feels like kind of bad for him. So they're like, oh, like, let's give him an extra shrimp. Like, because he needs it. But I wouldn't say that he's a big fish in a small pond. No, not at all. But like Joey is like ultimate hype man all episode long where she's just like, listen, it's really good. I've seen it a million times. Like you're one step closer to realizing your dreams. Um, And then we find out that she's going with him and they never. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. They Mm -hmm. never actually say the name of the college they're visiting. They do not. But it's quite obvious what's supposed to be. Based off of some context clues. Right. So we know it's in Cambridge, right? Uh-huh. Yes. There, well, there's a few, like, Boston schools. I, I, To me, it's clear that they're going to Harvard. Yeah, I figured as much. Especially because Andy's going, and, like, Andy is a girl who wants, has Ivy yeah. League um, I have um, one article of proof that we'll get into in Ooh. a little bit. Um, so we find out the reason Joey is going, apparently it's the same weekend, is because she is going on a college tour and she's also very nervous about it. Um, she says, like, you know, this trip gives her hope that, like, it's not just a pipe dream that she'll be able to get out of Cape Side. Um, and Dawson is looking at this weekend as like an adventure. So we're going on an adventure and um, it ends up being all four of them. So Joey, Dawson, Andy and Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like automatically, boom! College campus. We didn't even get like a cute little road trip montage. Oh, we don't, we don't need that. I like, know, but I like. She's gonna be trip. Dawson in the car, like blabbing and blabbing about his movie You're for right. an hour and a half. No straight. one wants to listen to that. Insufferable. In fact, as we open up to the college campus, Dawson is blabbering about <laughs> of nothing. I don't even know. I didn't even listen. He but, says something about some guy from Close Encounters. I don't blah, know. Blah blah. 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 Andy is very excited to be there and she mm-hmm. knows all these facts. So now this is where my proof is that's Harvard. Here we go. Okay. So she says that um, the university that they're currently at was established in 1636. Harvard University was established in 1626. Mm-hmm. Can't say the exact year because then it will be like too obvious that you're like pointing to Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. And then she talks about how it was like, um, uh, like, I don't know. 
brought like taught by like colonial men or Quakers oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also a nod to Harvard. So I'm pretty confident that they're at Harvard University. Of course, they talk about how it's a prestigious uh, university. The college campus itself is very Harvard-esque. They are at Harvard. Yes. Without a doubt. Yes. Joey, I don't know if Joey has a chance of getting to Harvard. Um, to be honest, do any of them have a chance? <laughs> Andy, maybe. 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 Um, we don't know why Jack is there, to be honest. He's just like Ooh, tagging he's along. He's there for the funsies. Yeah. So, I don't even think Jack's thinking about college. He's not, no. I'm starting to feel like Jack is the younger brother. No, he's older. We know he's older. I don't think so. He I don't think so. He definitely is. But I feel like a lot of times they play it like he's the same age. You know what I mean? I think like it's Maybe if they're twins, no, then they're I'm going to be... Are you sure? I will look it up right now. Talk us through um, okay. the next so part of Jack, this. I like so yeah, so she's so excited. She sounds like the catalog, and Jack says it is the catalog. She's memorized it since she was nine years old. And Andy's like, class of 2000, early admissions, baby. Going to ace this interview. So she's planning on going to the dean and having an interview. Um, while Joey has to go meet this random person, this random roommate for the weekend. And she's like kind of nervous about it. And Andy's like, you're going to have a blast. I did this last year as a sophomore. Um, and they're like, why did you do this? And she's like, early yeah. bird gets to college. Yeah. What a wackadoo. She's just like, oh, this seems like a great idea when I'm a sophomore. She really is a go getter that Andy. Oh, man. Andy. She's Andy, this episode. Driven. Oh, so good. She's driven. And so I like, looked it up. Yeah. Here's the sitch. So yeah. they're not twins. Apparently, when they wrote Jack, they wanted him to be older. So they had Jack be 17 and Andy be 16. Then they realized that they're like, well, we want them to be included more in storylines together. So even though they're a year apart, they're technically in the same grade. Okay. Irish so, twins? I guess so. So they're okay. not twin twins. They're Irish twins. There we go. Um, but yeah, Andy is like very, very driven. She has this whole interview. She says she's going to ace it. Um, we find out Joey has a roommate named AJ. Um, and everyone parts race. Everyone goes their own separate direction. I they loved have their own this thing. shot because it was at a cross. Yeah. And you see them split up in their own separate sections. Yes. Spectacular shot. I loved it. This, yep. I think it's like when I watch college shows, I'm feeling my oats. Like, I'm like, this is You really so do love fun. a college show. I love college shows. So, like, the fact that they were on college campus, I was loving it. I was like, this is so fun. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, they're splitting up. They have different things to do. It was yeah. super fun for me. Um, oh, my God. There's. I just love this episode. I'm so excited to talk about some things. Apparently. Oh, I'm such I'm in a great mood. I <laughs> so want you to be on my level. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be, but I have some issues with this episode that we will get into. Uh, so um, yeah, Dawson so, signing up for uh, signing in for his film festival. Yes. So I love that we get the introduction of who we f later find out is named Nikki. Um, and she is like, she gets... <laughs> immediately annoyed with Dawson because his favorite director is Spielberg. Yeah. She's giving off very like Devin vibes. Yeah. She's like, ugh, where's the edge though? And he's like, edge is fleeting. Heart lasts forever. Gag me with a spoon, Dawson. Like enough. Um, so she wishes it. I love her wishing him good luck because the way she says it is so savage. She's just like, good luck. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you're screwed. Yeah. Uh, she even asks if it's a comedy or drama. It's neither. She asks if, like, where's your synopsis? He goes, there yeah. is none. It's too much to write down. Um, and then she basically sums it up as like, oh, it's another Blair Witch ripoff. Okay, great. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, this actress is what they call in the biz as... Like the a vampire act- actress, like we talk about, like Paul Rudd, okay, um, being like timeless. This girl's timeless. Oh, like she, she played age? a teenager in three different decades. Oh, what? Yes, she did. Wow. Yes, she did. Oh my so, gosh. Um, this, what is her name? Say it again. Did you say it already? I did not. Brianna uh, or Brianca Lawson. Okay, Brianca. Um, and by the way she is Beyonce's like stepsister oh Amazing. bitch I She's know famous famous I know I know so she played um so she was in sister sister okay in the 90s and obviously she was in this show in the 90s so as a teenager yeah. In the 2000s, she was in The Secret Life of an American Teenager. Then in, and that's like 2009. In 2010, she was in Pretty Little Liars and was a teenager. Vampire Diaries, Witches of the East End. She plays a teenager in three decades. She is ageless. She just does not age. She doesn't age. She's we like Paul it. Rudd. She's what... Doing whatever Paul Rudd's doing. Yeah, she has a very good skincare routine is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, amazing. I loved her right off the bat. I love her energy. I love how she has no fucking time for Dawson. Always makes me very happy when that happens. Um, and obviously, I think you probably could tell like, oh, we're going to get more of this girl in this episode because like there's no way it's just like a one and done situation. Well, I mean, not if you're going to bring this girl in. No, no, no. So yeah. we see her throughout. Um, meanwhile, Joey has arrived at the dorms and I... I love a dorm situation. You she, you really love a college story. I do. I really, really do. She arrives at room 381, and she opens the door, and she sees this guy sitting on his bed, I think, on you, a iBook computer. You were, you were already standing the minute that door opened. Yes. The blue iBook computer, not orange, a la um, L from Legally Blonde. Yes. But the blue. The blue iBook. Um, Did they only have the two colors back in the yes. day? Okay. Only, I wasn't only sure. Two colors, blue and orange. Um, and she's like, I'm looking for AJ Mueller. And um, and she's like, where can I find her? And he's like, oh, she's, you can't find her. Oh, yeah. I thought did this you, was her room. Did you immediately know what was going on? Like the minute I she mean, opens the door? I mean, Avi, like yeah. that's like, You're so like, this typical. is the hook. He's a um, guy. Yeah. Like, didn't they do this in like American Pie also? This has been done in everything. This yeah. has been done everywhere at all times always. It's yeah. Always like happening. if you have like a gender fluid name, there's yep. going to be a mix up. And it's always with like an attractive guy and an attractive yeah. girl and it's like oh no what are they gonna They're do gonna fall in love. um so we get them he's very aj is very snippy um he- this is the thing okay here is where i'm gonna get annoyed aj is a fucking asshole aj um, in this sucks. in the uh, 
Eventually, he starts. I off, have a turning point. Yes, of course he has a turning point. But like, in my opinion, just because you start to like a girl doesn't mean then you decide not to be an asshole. You should not be an asshole from the very start. You know, she thinks you're AJ and you're supposed to be a woman. Just come out and say it. I'm AJ. There must have been a mix up. No, instead, he's like, excuse me, I have to um, I have to write this paper. So you're going to have to like get the fuck out of here for like yeah. an hour or so they, and occupy yeah, yourself. Kicked out, kicked out. Yeah, he's being a he was real supposed to do a college tour if it was a guy would he have done that that's the thing and he's just like oh well this is college you know when women cohabitating blah, 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 blah. he just he acts to me he acts very like uppity and very yeah. yeah very like oh you're such a kid like he talks down to joey so much and it's really frustrating because he has no idea what the fuck her life is like. And so I feel like he shouldn't automatically start off on this foot with her. Yeah, it's not a, it's definitely not a great foot to start off on. Mm-hmm. He, you know, it's between being a woman, a woman, being in high school. Um, he's just a automatic douche to her and he kicks yeah. her out. And that's that. She has to go find something. And she can't even yeah. say that's not fair because that shows her immaturity yeah evidently. The, and i'm okay i need to know how you felt about him constantly calling her potter comma joseph what were your I thoughts mean, it on was, this it was zesty. it was like his like thing, if, you if know? pacey did it then we'd be like oh my god that's so funny it's just fair you know what I mean? <laughs> that's so absolutely true it, it's not yeah. even that much different no from it's anything not. that pacey does i think does. it was just like on top of the other shit he was doing i was like getting irritated yeah with you're him. you were over him i was, I was not him. i was not over him yeah i was done with him immediately um, but then we're with Andy, who finds Jack by the fountain. Um, we find out that we knew they're in Boston um, or like Cambridge, you know. Um, so she's like, oh, well, why don't you go visit this art museum? Like if you if you need to do something, go go visit, you know, go spend time doing something fun. Um, and she's like, OK, got to go by. Like, <laughs> she's immediately like busy bee, Andy. Um, and yeah. this is why I'm really happy that like they got a new showrunner, because to me, Andy feels like Andy again. Andy like, in this episode, she was so Andy, right? I love love Andy in this episode. My favorite storyline in this episode is following Andy and yeah. meeting Fran Boyd. Um, I loved this storyline, so I'm really, really excited to talk about it. As Andy's saying goodbye to Jack, we see Jack is reading from the pink pages. Yeah, the pink um, pages. Yeah. We heard about the pink pages previously. I honestly, I don't know if this is an actual I'm gonna look it up because I had the same um I had the same question I'm looking this up right now um yeah okay it's yeah it says in the name of a list which gives the addresses and phone numbers of businesses and services that are of particular interest to men and women who are gay yeah so it's an actual thing so it's probably a really good resource to find a safe place Oh, 100%. Um, for people and the LGBT community especially can go back to, then yeah especially back then oh that's spectacular so Andy is went to the dean's office and she tries to get a meeting, but turns out she doesn't have a meeting. She has a meeting in like a few months from then in, in March. March. But, I love uh, her attitude about this. Oh, She's yeah. like, well, like they say that, you know, they always say to be early. Like, <laughs> yeah. Months yeah. early. <laughs> yeah. And this um, woman, um, I guess the dean's secretary. Love um, her. Love her. Love her. I love her. She is, you know, she's just 
is like there's something either wrong with my calendar or you have a very long wait ahead of you. And Andy tries to smooth her way uh, to I get love in Andy a meeting. Schmoozing. It's very yeah. fun. And basically, Fran Boyd is like, would you cancel your interview for Harvard? No, I don't think so. There's no chance. Yeah. Yeah. I loved this. I love Andy thinking that she's going to get out her way. Like she even like talks about her dad as an alumnus. She mm-hmm. just wants five minutes, but she gets turned away. Um, and we think that's the end of it, but it's not. We, oh, we'll no. Be back with like this what? Later. Of course, it's not the end of it. Like, well, did Andy's you think gonna she was actually going to get a meeting? Nail. Uh, you know what it was? I thought that maybe Fran was like secretly the, the dean. I thought that too. For like yeah. a hot second, I thought maybe she was the dean or I, I was thought hoping. she was going to give her the hookup, you know? Yeah, I was hoping that she would be the dean. Yeah, but, but unfortunately, not, not the, dean. the case. Not the dean. Um, So then we're back with Dawson. So he is like in this movie theater, whatever. He's watching people watch his movie. No one seems to like it. They're all like, oh, been there, seen that. Um, No one claps. And he just like sinks in his chair. And it makes it so much worse when the guy's like, oh, Mr. Leary, Dawson Leary, aren't you supposed to be answering questions? And he finally comes to the front. So embarrassing. And he didn't even want to go up. And Dawson's a very proud person. So to be embarrassed of his art is not yeah, great. Brutal. And we've seen him being critiqued before and he's like a little bitch about it. He can't handle criticism. Can't and that handle, is like yeah. my main issue with Dawson this episode is mm-hmm. how petty and annoying he is. Well, but it is realistic. To, to Nikki, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he he goes up and the mic squeaks and everybody like laughs at him. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, is there any questions? And the only question is uh, this woman asks if the Joey chick is here because she's hot. Yeah. Which like, come on, people. Like, that is not a cool thing to say. Like, even I mean, even if you don't have any questions, I think it's better than asking that. Um, but he's like. You know, he's really upset. And then um, storms off. Yeah, we get Nikki following him. She asks if he's okay. Um, She says at least nobody threw anything. And um, she she like lays into him immediately. She's like, I don't know what you were thinking doing another Blair Witch Project. Um, We find out her name is Nikki Green, which should like did it ring any alarm bells for you? It didn't. It didn't didn't for me either. It didn't until the end. And. When I say I flip the fuck out, I tell you I flip the fuck out. Um, but no, of course I didn't reach it. I I feel as though like Dawson is going to get a very gross complex about women with the fact that only women have critiqued his films. Oh, between it hasn't ever Devin, been a man doing it. Yep, between Devin, yeah. Nicole Kennedy. And Nikki, I feel as though he's going to have this gross complex about women. In reality, like, typically that's what happens. Um, so I don't – I wish that they would have, like, somebody else critique yeah. a, a, a man as well. It's not something I had noticed, but it is a good point. Um, and he immediately gets, like, very snippy with her. He's like, who the hell even are you? And Nikki is like, I don't understand. Who is Joey? What does she mean to you? That was the most interesting part of the story. We agree. And, like, you, yeah, exactly. And, like, you didn't even dive into that portion of it. And so, like, he is being really snippy with her because we know he can't handle critique. This is nothing new, right? Like, granted, I think that her critiques, Nikki's critiques of him 
are not as like rude as um what's her face is fucking top bun whatever the fuck that chick's name was Nicole that the Kennedy? dad was dating Nicole well, she was like oh it's like uninspired but that essentially Nikki was saying the exact same things that but I Mrs. think Kennedy the was way saying. she said it was a little mm. bit nicer I, I mean yes but also she was trying to be nice but also Dawson probably took it as condescending so yeah he felt because well, like he, he thought it was just like patronized. he thought she was just some like um random girl at the front desk like he right didn't like realize. She, he didn't realize that she was a filmmaker as well but right I don't know he she was trying to help but I I don't think that we Dawson wants help he just wants compliments yeah yeah that's fair um, so they like it, that's the end of that. Um, and then we see Jack getting on a bus. Um, but in like first in front of him, he sees like a gay uh, couple get on in front of him and he like can't help but look at them while he's riding the bus. And I don't know, like, what did you think was going through Jack's mind here? I think that in Cape Side, there's he's the novelty, right? He's the only gay person that he knows in Cape Side. Right. And to go to a city like Boston or any city, to go to the city and see an openly gay couple hold hands and be together, I think that he was thinking about like the what the possibilities could be if he didn't live in this little bumblefuck town, like yeah, or even being surprised seeing a couple that was so bold to hold hands in public getting onto a bus and not fearing for who they are and what they believe in and who they love. So I think that it was, you know, we were watching it and it wasn't clear how, if Jack was taking this as a good thing or a bad thing, but I do think that it's something that he doesn't get to see every day. I think so too. I felt like it was more of a like, whoa, like that was more of like what his reaction was. Like he couldn't believe what his eyes were seeing basically. Mm Um, and then we move back to Joey, um, who's meeting up with Dawson. She asks how the screening went, and he's like, it was an unmedicated disaster. <laughs> he's so fucking dramatic. Sarah, do yeah. you, do oh you my like, God. connect with Dawson here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just in his feels. He's just sulking. And Joey tries. She says, like, oh, what do those film brats know anyway? And he goes, maybe they're right. Oh, my God. Um, so I've been thinking that maybe the problem is having such a big dream is. Um, but he's like, but maybe the bigger issues that you is when you don't have the talent to back it up. So oh. basically, yeah, like, oh, my gosh, I can relate to this. Like, sometimes if you feel like you're not, like, perfect at something, then it's kind of like, then why do you even try? The if you're not is, the best, then why do you even, why do you even try? Like, if the, you're not the best. The thing that drives me crazy, though, about Dawson is that it's so obvious that all he wants is for someone to be like, oh, you're so good, Dawson. You're so talented. Like, that's all he wants. He's just, like, fishing for compliments. Yeah. And if I was Joey, I just wouldn't give them Well, I mean, yeah, you would because, like, you're nasty ass, like... (laughs) so rude but it's like well because you know, some... he's so annoying about it he didn't ask her how her fucking day was going immediately it's like oh woe is me okay but she found him sulking on the bench of course you know what did, i mean that's if all she he ever does if she didn't want to deal with it then she didn't have to go greet him 
at the bench. The soul that was his sulking bench. That was his crying so, bench. You know what I mean? Like bench. if you yeah, like if you don't want to come into my crying bench, then don't sit down with me on my crying bench. Let me cry. I guess the thing is, is like, because Joey will mention it later when she's hanging out with AJ. She's like, yeah, the last couple of years have revolved around a guy. And it's like, yeah, Joey, they have like and at a certain point, that's on you. Like at a certain point, pull back. Don't fuck around with Dawson's shenanigans, you know, but like it just it's infuriating to me that like every five seconds it's Joey coddling Dawson because he's having this big drama fest. Oh, I have no talent. And then she has to go on this whole spiel about, oh, I've been here the whole time. And oh, you're taking your dream and you're making it a reality. And I'm so proud of you. Mm -hmm. And it's like she's very nice. Like she's not much nicer than I would have been like. It's just she's really nice about the whole thing. But at a certain time, it's just like, how many more times are we going to hear the same spiel? You know, I well, he's having a crisis. He's starting to realize that the last three movies that he made are like a freaking flop. Yeah. And he's what like, happens? oh, shit, I like, have no talent. <laughs> no, but like, honestly, like what happens? Like if you're in this universe and you ha- if you want something so much, but you're yeah. just no good at it, then like, what are you supposed to do? There's p- probably plenty of people that really want to be singers that suck at singing. That sucks. <laughs> like that sucks. Like that's your dream. Like it it just stinks. I don't know. I mean, it's fair. Like it does suck, but it's just then we so then we get that whole thing of like her being like, oh, I'm proud of you, blah blah blah, and then okay, then we flash to Andy. It's like she doesn't even get to say how her fucking day is going, but you know, whatever. Um, over to Andy. She is, I love this. I love this. Andy fucking coerces the janitor into letting her in this woman's office. I wish I, I wish we could have seen that scene. I feel like that scene would have been so fun. Yeah, like, I'm sure, I'm sure it was very easy for Andy to manipulate the janitor to let them in. Because not only that, and then she brings um what say say what her name is again. It's is it Fran? Fran Boyd. Fran. She brings Fran a dessert, which like, yes, Andy, you go, girl. You bribe people. Um, and we find out that the dean is apparently a late luncher. Um, and we find a lot more about Fran. She has seven children, and I I love this speech that she gives to Andy. She says, "I have seven kids. None of them went here. Two of them are doctors. One is an investment banker." Three of them are married. I didn't really like that part because it's like, oh, three of the girls. Well, the are married. girls it's are married. Like, yeah, great. That's their biggest accomplishment. Anyway, um, one plays horn in a jazz band, and she says, "Going to this school doesn't determine everything." Mm-hmm. She's like, "Guess which one is probably the happiest?" You know. Well, she like, says, "Guess which one is the happiest?" Yeah. And it's the one that plays the the jazz in the yeah. in the thing in the in the band. Um, so distinct, going to a distinguished university will have little or nothing to do with what kind of person you turn out to be or whether you find fulfillment in your life. And I think this is stuff that Andy needs to hear. I think it's something that overly ambitious people need to hear. Like, of course, having this dream of going to this big university is great, but it's not going to determine where I know what all determines where you go in it life. It does but. and it doesn't. Like you can still it depends on what you want to be, right? Like I don't think do we know what Andy has her sights set on? Has she said like pre-law or something? I don't remember. I don't know. 
I mean, I think like, here's the thing. Like if you know for a fact you want to do whatever your job is and you want to go to the college that has a, the best program for that thing, like, yeah, maybe it helps a little bit. But like the college you go to does not determine the rest of your life, which is I think the point <coughs> this woman is trying to make, you know? Right. And I love her for it. I think like a lot of kids need to hear this. A lot of teenagers need to hear this. And I, I mean, we'll get into it more, but I love freaking Fran. She's great. Fran's great. Uh, so we have Joey sitting in on a class, an a, uh, English class, yes. and AJ Ugh. comes in, and he's a TA because the professor is like uh, is not there, and this is going to be a discussion session. And as there are f- per- like potential incoming freshmen, high schoolers sitting in there he says let's see what these high schoolers deem as great books and he goes to joey and he goes joey what's your favorite book and joey says joey says little women um by louise may abcott and she's loved it ever since she was 10 or so yeah And he immediately, like, goes to the rest of the class, and he basically is like, well, it's a less successful version of Jane Eyre. He makes fun of, like, Joe being a boy's name, and, like, he says it's not a great book. Um, And, like, a lot of the women in the class are like, oh, well, it's anti-feminist because it only talks about Joe and how she gets married and pops out babies. And uh, AJ concludes that we can't say a book is great simply because we identify with the hero or heroine. Like, he's straight up just torturing her in a public setting. being a dick. He's being a complete dick to her, and it is infuriating to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't even know why, like what his point is, unless it's just the fact that he doesn't like the fact that there's these high schoolers running around. Yeah, but it's like, then why the fuck did you sign up to like do this? I know. I know. Ugh. It doesn't make sense. No, I was curious. Do you, what do you have? You were an English major. Like, I was. What is your favorite book? Um, it's really hard to say. Like, I think, um, I think The Glass Castle is probably my favorite book. It's a good book. It's really good. I think that, like, the characters in it are wonderful. I just think, like, it's such a solid book all around. I am, I'm, I really like novels. I'm not much for, like, nonfiction. Um, but, like, it's hard. It's like anything, right? It's hard to say your favorite song or your favorite show or your favorite movie. Like that stuff, I think, changes so much. And it changes so much with how you age, right? For like a high school girl to say her favorite book is Little Women or like he asks what makes a what is a great book, right? Or what is her favorite book? Because I feel like those can have two different mm-hmm. answers. Wow. What is what a great she, book? Yeah. What book she considers great. Right. Like. I don't know. I just think he's setting her up for failure. Like, she's so young. Uh, To me, it's not Mm -hmm. far-fetched for her to say Little Women is her favorite, especially when we get the explanation later. Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me. Uh, I love The Time Traveler's Wife. Have you ever read that book? I have. Um, It's a great book. I remember watching... Did I watch the movie? Uh, No, I The movie is not as good as the book. No, what I was thinking of is I remember finishing that book and Mm -hmm. being like devastated yeah like it's one of those books that puts you in a funk it put me in a funk like I can that that book and the movie um 
what's the one gosh is it ryan reynolds or ryan gosling and they get divorced and it's like basically the whole story something valentine blue Blue valentine is that it yeah that movie that put you in a so fucking depressed is michelle williams in that movie blue valentine i'm looking this up um also two other books gone girl i know like it's a basic book but when i read it before i watched the movie that was like the Make biggest mind-blowing book I read. Yeah. Also, the Pretty Little Liars series is... Yeah. I, okay, don't make fun of me. No, no, I read it all, too. I read it all, too. I've been there. It is, in my opinion, I think it's, like, the best I'm The reason I was giggling ever. is because the show got so... The show so, is cracked out. That's what I'm... That was why I was laughing. are phenomenal. And yeah. the twist in the books, especially... Not the first twist, the second twist. Crazy. Yeah, no. I, I am right there with you. I completely agree on that front. I think it, like... I just don't like how he judges her for what books she <laughs> We're going likes. back to Little Women. Uh, who's in Blue Valentine? Did you figure it oh, out? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. It is Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling. So, yeah, yeah we could always... So, yeah. Well, we can't cover that. But if we did, like, a, you know, a thing. Anyway. Yeah. The thing is, is, like, AJ sucks. <laughs> AJ sucks. So... And he tries to apologize ends, immediately. Uh, tries to apologize. And she's just, like, over him. And he yeah. was like, I know the class was really, really harsh. And she's like, she mocks him or mocks the class because they said, I concur. They're like, I concur. And she's like, I concur. Yeah. Um, and she is just like, you don't know me. Like, you're being insensitive. Um, you know, I came here for the real college experience. And you're so stuck in your iBook that you don't even know what the college experience is. You don't even know what fun is. And he's like, can we start over? I don't understand how he has such a, like, change of tune immediately like this is the part of the episode that really kind of ticked me off is like Mm -hmm. it's like they were trying to do character progression that was supposed to happen over like three episodes in one episode i think that maybe switch immediately yeah i think that maybe like he made those comments about little women to be a dick but he didn't think that everybody in the class was gonna drag her to like i don't think that he like really thought Mm. that it was going to be like a firing range against joey see i thought he knew exactly what he was doing when he maybe i i mean but why else like how why would else he would he feel i just don't know why he has such um like animosity towards joey like he just fucking sour grape he is he is a sour grape uh so we get dawson is back in the theater and they're watching a film and everybody's really into it like the opposite of how it was with dawson Yeah. yeah and like people were like whispering like this film's on another level like it's incredible <laughs> they Who like really this? hit us over the head with this yeah it's like and then they the ends and nikki stands up and she's getting a standing ovation oh innovative never seen before ridiculous um and he waits he like stays back and he meets nikki at the vending machines she's yeah. trying to get some m&ms and she was like 
that was like so stressful. And he's like, why was it stressful? It was such a love fest. What is the matter with you, Dawson? (laughs) I could have punched him. Like, first of all, he's a little negative fucking whiny baby when he gets critiques. And then he seeks out Nikki, not to congratulate her, (laughs) but to be like, oh, why are you so fucking like, oh, you just rubbed it in my face now. Like, bitch, leave her the fuck alone. He's like, why didn't you tell me that you were a film student? like, because I'm not like you, Dawson. I don't say, hi, my name is Dawson. I'm a whiny bitch and I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> and and my yeah, favorite director is Spielberg. Like not everybody like introduces themselves and gives them like the person that they introduce your full bio in life. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's she, absolutely ridiculous. She's like, like he's. Yeah, I'm she's, so, she's jealous. Done with him. so jealous. Um, she said it was the other way around yeah. that she'd enjoy his success. Um, and she does like I think this is the moment, and this is why I really like Nikki, is because she realizes that like she was a little bit harsh with him to begin with, and she wants to start over. She says constructive criticism. Yeah, and she and I like this. See, as much as Dawson can't fucking handle any constructive criticism, she welcomes it. She says, I want constructive criticism only. Um Yeah, tell me what you think. He said I thought technically it was accomplished. What a dick thing to say. Like, he can't even say what, because we all know he loved it based on his own face, you know? Mm-hmm. But he can't even say that because he's so fucking petty. Yeah. So, uh, exactly. And he's, like, sour that she never said that she was entering the film festival. She's sour that he she got a standing ovation. Yes. And, um... I don't know. Yeah, he's being a little, he's being a whiny baby. He's yeah. doing what he's doing best. He doesn't like it that somebody else did much better than him. Yeah. Um, it's clear that her film was much more successful than his. Oh, yeah. For multiple reasons. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, okay, so they're going to attempt to start over. Um, and... Um, this is when, uh, yeah, so she he does ask her, like, why didn't you tell me you were in the festival? And she's like, I'm not like you. I could get, what did she say? I could get hurt leading with my chin. Which, like you said, Dawson wears his emotions all over his face, all over his sleeves, whatever you want to say. She's yeah. a little bit more, like, keeps her cards close to the chest. Like, and you can't really blame her for wanting to do that, you know? Yeah, it's safer. It's safer that way. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so now we're back to Andy, um, and she's out getting, I don't know, coffee, lunch, whatever with Fran. Um, oh, I, I love, love this, this scene. This I is this, my favorite scene, um, of the episode. Yeah. Um, there, she's talking to Fran about her mom and she goes, I will think I want to write an essay about my mom, um, uh, for my application. And because the application is who, who's the one person that influenced you the most and yes. why? And I love that Francis. That is a great idea. It might help you organize your thoughts about her. Yeah. And I think that's very true. Like writing can be very therapeutic. So I think that like if Andy hasn't already, like who knows, she might keep a journal or something like that. Um, but like I think it's really smart move to to put those thoughts on paper. Um, and not only that, but when it, and I, I hate looking at it this way, but colleges want things that differentiate you from other people right and they want to see like how that, you face adversity as well exactly and, and she's faced a lot of challenges and adversity and so like 
to be able to put that out there and really express those feelings and and talk about it and have a different story or something that makes you unique, makes you stand out, that's going to help. Yeah. Um, Andy also tells a story about how one day she found her mom out in the creek and she was literally standing in the water and she found her mom and her mom just looked at her with like this blank stare she was like soaking wet and it looked like she didn't know where she was who she was who she was what she was doing there and it was like a very sobering moment for andy it was a very traumatizing moment for andy as well because it made her probably realize that her mom was in a much worse situation than she could have imagined at that point Yeah, I this was really sad. Like, I felt like I really appreciate the show for not just moving forward and having the characters forget the past. Like, right. This is just to bring us back to solid ground, to remind us who Andy is as a character, to remind us of her past and why she does what she does. And like. This episode to me was a great showing for Andy because it feels like Andy. Unlike the stuff that we complained about earlier in the season, how unlike Andy, Andy was acting. This is true to who she is. And I love that she meets this Fran character who gives her like the motherly advice that she is missing. Honestly, she gets the I love her advice. So Fran's advice is always wear sensible shoes. I got you, Fran. I 100% always abide by that rule. Right. Because if your feet are killing you, then you can't think straight. That's definitely true. (laughs) Yes. Um, Let yourself off the hook for things you can't control. Okay, we're all still working on this, right? (laughs) Of course we are. We're all all, we're all still working on it. I am guilty of not following this advice. But the way Fran says it is like, you know what? You're right. There's only so much in your life you have control over. And certain things you have to just let go of and be like, I can only control myself. I cannot control others. I can't determine how everything Mm -hmm. in the the world is going to go. And that's okay. Yeah. Fran says just because your mother couldn't... um, cope with your brother's death doesn't mean that you have to beat yourself up for making peace with it or starting to make peace with it yeah uh andy says maybe when your mom starts to lose her mind you sort of do too as a way to try to understand what she's going through um and i just i just think that this scene is just so so good it's yeah it's season two andy through and through yeah it is and i like that they bring it back there because i think At this moment in Andy's life, right, she's getting ready to go to college. She's applying to colleges. She's thinking about her future. It's only natural that she would be thinking about those things. And so I I love this. I love Fran as like a one episode character. I think that she is exactly who Andy needed to meet on this trip. And I love, we'll get to it later, but what Andy says. um, Oh, my God. I highlighted it. I highlighted it. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, So... I like the scene coming up. You're probably like this douchebag is trying to like butter her up. I love it. Uh, AJ brings Joey to this locked rare book and manuscript library. Um, And she's like, are we supposed to be here? And he's like, what are you? The library police? (laughs) It's like, oh, fucking dick. Uh, So he shows her the original first half, first volume book of Little Women. And uh, evidently, it's Louise May uh, May 
the, the Louisa May Alcott. Yeah. Yeah. Her very own copy. And Joey gets to hold the book in her own hands. And they shows she shows him her favorite part. And they read the book together. And it's a nice little moment. And she explains that her mom used to read this book to her. It was her mom's favorite book. And that's why she's named Josephine after the character Joe. And I love this. So AJ says, so this book is like your friend. It's like a friend. Um, And she goes, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Okay. I appreciate that he is taking this step. Like he's trying to make amends. He's trying Mm -hmm. to like, you know, make up for him being a dick. Right. Like I appreciate that. Right. I feel like it's a little like quick. Yeah. In my opinion. I have a question. I'm yeah. going to tell you a story. It's a quick story. Okay. Will, okay. So there was this girl that found herself in a situation where she was with this guy who was a big dick all the time and like yells at her and was like really, really like mean to her. Okay. Okay. So then she expresses that her favorite thing in the world is books and libraries. Right. And he brings her to this library within his home that is big and grand and it's her favorite thing in the world and she finally feels like she's in a safe place and she's happy and then all of a sudden they start dancing around singing teacups and they fall in love and it's one of america's biggest love stories oh this is beating the beast it took me like almost the entire description to figure out what the fuck you were talking about People love this life, this story. But and here's the, the thing: is at least during Beauty and the Beast, it takes longer than fucking five seconds. Like my problem isn't the fact that this is all happening. Like it's a sweet yeah. scene. Yes, agree, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Very sweet scene. I just feel like they're pushing the Joey AJ narrative so yeah. hard for people that literally just met. Like we know Joey. Joey yeah. is not an open book. Joey keeps things very close to her. She's afraid of getting hurt. She has like abandonment issues, right? We know all this to be but true. That's Joey in Cape Side. In oh, you're Cambridge? This is a magical new Joey. No, I'm saying like in Cambridge, she can be whoever she wants to be. She's saying like in she's saying that like the world is open to her. I, Outside of Cape Side. Yeah, I guess if you want to look at it with person. the if you want to look at it with the lens of like, well, she said she was going on an adventure, so she's like leaning in. I guess yeah, it just it felt like they were like pushing it so. Yeah, AJ is hard. saying I can show you the world. Shining, oh, fucking a, shining, <laughs> shimmering, splendid. Oh my god, um, nasty! Yeah. You're so nasty. And then we find out this fucking asshole. This fucking hypocrite my, my favorite book is lion witch of the wardrobe i love yeah. Narnia. fucking hypocrite bitch what yeah. a hypocrite is she what says I have to it's say about infantile that. yeah he's a dick he makes fun of her for little women and your favorite book is fucking narnia bitch the fucking magical land where a lion talks fuck off aj i mean i love narnia don't get me wrong but i don't shit on little women I've never been to Narnia. Oh my, you should read it. It's very good. You wouldn't like it. But it is old. <laughs> too old for Narnia? Uh, no, you're. I mean, not that you're too old for Narnia. I just don't think... You're not like a fantasy person. So that's why I don't, right? Do you read like... I mean, you read like Harry Potter, but like 
do you like like fantasy genres? No, I kind of like it when people murder other people more. Oh, wow. All right. Well, we'll dig yeah, into that like later. Thrillers. Thrillers. This is a very not a nice thing to say when you're about to come to my house, is that you like to th- see things where people get murdered. <laughs> We've already hung out like 50,000 times. I know. If you haven't murdered me by now, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, So he says, like all the best things in life, Narnia is simple, sweet, and magical. So he's all right, bro. Joey is simple. Simple. She's calling I don't Joey. Th- I simple. wouldn't like to be called that's, fucking simple. Yeah, that's not very nice. So we have Jack, and oh, okay. Like Jack arrives at a gay bar. Oh, and yeah. people are already all over him, and he goes to the bar, and like some like gross, ugly, short dude is like. I want to get you a beer. And he starts hitting on him. And it's He's like, go very, away. very, very forward. See, yeah. Do you see Jack? Jack is hot. Who are you to hit on Jack? Step away, little gremlin. Step away. Yeah. No, too he was. Too. He was super forward. And yeah, like he had to know that Jack was like really young. And he was I like, just. You look naive and young and cute. Yeah, and like, this is not your spot. Let's get yeah. out of here. No. Um, I love dude. Jack protecting his peace and fucking sprinting the fuck out. He's like, <laughs> nope, nope. This is too much. Yeah. No, 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 no. I hated that guy. No, so he gross. was the worst. He was the I worst. Know. Jack made a good like, decision by getting the fuck out. I think he yeah, was like, I just very feel, overwhelmed. I just, I feel bad that that's like his first interaction. Like I was like so oh, happy yeah. for him to like go out and about. But it was but too much. But I think much. it's it was, just, it was, it was too much too soon. And I think it was made worse by the fact that like he didn't have a buddy. Like he didn't have a wingman or wingwoman or like someone no. to like be there with him and give him like moral yeah. support, you know? You know who needs to be there? Who? Jennifer. Oh, oh! Jennifer would make a perfect wing woman in a gay bar. Jennifer, Jennifer, have you been to the gay club tonight? Oh God! <laughs> Can you imagine Graham saying that? Graham should go oh, to the gay no. club oh, that with Jack. That would be fun. Shh. Jacques, Jacques, what are you, Jacques? Um, so we're we're hello, back. young sir. Do not hit on young Jack. Yeah. Where are all of your clothes, Mister? Um. Yes, so... So now there's, like, an award (laughs) show for crappy student films. What? Oh, yes, yes, yes. We're, like, it's not Sundance, but whatever this is, there is an award. And... These random people win. We don't know that. Yeah, Nikki, Nikki gets doesn't snubbed. Win. She gets this is snubbed. Bullshit. Do you think she got um, snubbed because she's a woman? That's what I, I think thought. that she got snubbed or because she's, she's a woman, a woman and I think she got snubbed because she's a woman of color. I, I think it's both. Agree. I agree. And she um, storms off, and Dawson follows her, and she's like, "He's like, you got robbed. Like that's what happened." Yeah. And she's like, I just want to be alone. I'm really upset. And he's like, why are you so upset? And she's like, because I failed. Um, and he's like, no, I failed. I failed. You didn't fail. Like, yeah, because they spent, failed you. We spent too much time talking about Nikki and we need to turn this back around and we need to talk about me again. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, true. but he's like, yeah, he's like, I have to dig deeper and reveal myself more in my work. And you learn that film festivals don't reward the meritorious um i think that film festivals are racist and sexist that's what i think yeah no that's fair i just think like the way dawson does it is so annoying because he's just like oh but more about me 
Um, <sighs> and uh, and Dawson says like, oh, I saw them all. Yours was the best. Um, and Nikki says that like, you know, I still want to win. Like, even though I know it was good, like I still wanted to win. And I he does say something really nice here. I have to give him credit. Um, he says that her film was inspired and it reminded him why he got into films and it's to reach people, to you know, to to grab people, to get them to them yeah. emotionally, you know. Yes. Um, you know, so that that was a nice thing. Yeah. To say. And he said, You did that. You made them laugh, you moved them. Um, and basically she inspires him and he's not going to stop until he reaches his goal to be as good as Nikki of a filmmaker, which will never happen. Good luck, Dawson. Yeah, Yeah, Dawson. (laughs) I like if Dawson makes one good movie ever, I will be shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Shocked. Yeah. Um, so now we are back with the whole group here. So we have Dawson and Andy meeting back up at the train station. Um, and I love this. Andy says she had a chance encounter that yielded clarity. Um, and he says, oh, yeah, I got what I came for, too. Um, and I just I love this. Andy, like what Andy is saying is perfect not only for her character to learn, mm-hmm. but like a really good life lesson in general. Where like This is the thing that I struggle kind of most with. In my life. Oh, I do the same thing. It's basically like you spend way too much time planning your future and like thinking about what your future should be that you miss the moments in the present. You miss the serendipitous moments. Yeah, I think even in the present, like I think that sometimes I find myself living something and be like, well, it's not as good as it could be or like it should be this way. And I'm missing the the good spots i think yeah, this you're was, setting it up for disappointment yeah um I, I i loved this and i think that this was a very good scene with andy i loved andy in this episode i'm so yeah. glad that we get andy back um she was my i think she's like mvp of this episode like she was my favorite uh, absolutely. plot line to watch of, of all me of too i loved her with uh with fran and i i liked her Epiphany. Yeah. So it was great. We get Jack on the train and some dude sits down and Tell me your um, thoughts immediately when you like when he was like walking by. Hot. (laughs) Hello, Ethan. Yeah. Love the name, by the way. Yeah. Ethan. Very hot guy name. You are you are worthy of my Jack. Yeah. You may you may speak and sit next to Jack, Ethan. (laughs) I love Ethan. I want Ethan to be on my team um i i'm i'm 100 pro ethan so hot guy ethan sits down and he's like oh like uh can you wake me up when we get to cape side yeah okay here's my other like, don't gripe on ethan Ma, I'm not shut gonna... the shut your mouth right now you can't say one bad thing here's no. what i will say here's what i no. will say and don't say a thing about nikki either no no <laughs> No, I do not allow this slander in my house. Here is the situation. No, no, no I don't even want I'm you to say I'm not going to say anything it. negative about them, about Nikki nor Ethan. Going to my, Kate's side. Yes, my concern is like, oh, we magically get two new characters both on the train to Cape Side. You're both lame. Meeting. We need this. Do you nope. know how desperate? I am thirsty, Jessica. I am thirsty. <laughs> I am parched. For new characters. I need Nikki. I need Ethan. Don't but, like, take to have them from both me. coming into the I same episode, like, oh, we care. randomly are on a train. I don't, I don't care. I am 
thirsty, Jessica. My oh, throat my is dry. She's and parched, it's, people. She's parched. I need these people. She I can't need stand Nikki. the cascading bangs no longer. No, we need fresh Had meat. Enough. And Ethan and Nikki are what we need. So That's I don't fair. even know a thing about Ethan. No, well, the only I thing do. we know about Ethan, and this is how Jack discovers he's gay, is he says he recently went through a breakup. He says that it was a two-year-long relationship. And he was we like, "We love people that can hold a long relationship, he, at and that he can't." And so yes. we find out that he's just off of a recent breakup, and he needs to go home and get some soup or whatever the fuck. He's like, "I need to go home, and I miss my parents, and I need like my bed, and I need soup." Yeah, like, oh my god, Ethan, and, like, yes, me too. And Ethan immediately is like, "Oh, what did I get under your gaydar?" And then they like get into a conversation about like whether or not people can tell. And um, he says that Jack looks like uh, he says it's obvious in a babe in the woods newbie way. Yeah, like literally <laughs> destined for heartbreak. Yeah, um, um, Jack's like a little Bambi. Yeah, and, and that Jack makes is like know, obviously oh, okay. into Ethan. And like, you know what? Come he's on. I know. And you know what this means? What you are a babe in the woods destined for heartbreak. Ethan's gonna break my little Jack's heart, but I, I don't. Mean, fucking care because he's hot as hell he's hot yeah he is he's hot he's the best looking character on the show right now yeah i mean jack's good looking but ethan ethan's better looking ethan yeah oh and the name i love that name that's my second favorite name for boys what is like a hot guy name is ethan a hot guy name ethan's a hot guy name what's another hot guy name Hmm. um that's it it's just that's it for like a solid minute that's it that's the only one that's it um and then we find out nikki is of course principal green's daughter and her parents got divorced <laughs> oh and so my god i, to go live I screamed when you i heard so this happy. i was feeling it i was like this is exactly what i want um so and- i need to get your predictions here because like obviously we know ethan and jack are destined to be together i would love Love if Nikki and Dawson are a thing. Okay, so do I would you think that's gonna happen? It. Is my question. Yeah, I think so. I love it. She if, got a little bit like flirty with him, yes. and she was like, "Oh, can't you handle a little competition?" Dawson? There is nothing that I would like more than a Nikki Dawson relationship. Okay, I am very excited about this. Because she's gonna give. Because okay, because here's the thing. Joey is like, "Oh, Dawson, your films are so great." Nikki's gonna be like, "Nope. Here's what you need to edit out. Here's what you need to do." She's actually give, him, give him some direction. Criticism. Yeah, pull him away from Joey let Joey like futz around with AJ for two episodes and then like ultimately go to Pacey and distract 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 I am very excited about Nikki in this show I think it's great I love how ambitious she is I love that she's a strong character I love that she's giving some fresh yeah fresh vibe um, in the show. I'm extremely excited. I love that she's Principal Green's daughter. So exciting. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, because we didn't like have a- any connections to Principal mm-hmm. Green before. And no. so to have like a family member now is pretty fun. Yeah, it's so fun. And it's, you know what? It's like true teen drama, like, you know, chicken soup for the soul. Will, like, you know what I mean? I am excited to get two new characters. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to get off the wrong impression. I'm excited to have two new characters. I just think it's like, so far-fetched the way they I don't set care. it up. I don't care. I, I don't really care. don't care. You're like, fine, give it all to me. Yeah, um, like, I I will take scraps at this point. Are you kidding yeah. me? I will it's take just scraps like in, on the ground. In one episode, we got, like, three potential new romances. Do you want, do you want to hear something insane? Episode. Pilot episode, we got 
five new characters, ten new characters in the first episode. Yeah. You know what? Because it's a pilot of a show. I'm just, well, saying, you, I'm just saying. Who are you and what are you talking about? What are you even talking about right now? Are you I don't know. You're like, guess what? In the first episode <laughs> of the show, we met all the characters. Like, which exactly. I know. We got like a bunch of characters. So then what's the difference? We got like a I'm bunch of characters in, in a single episode. episode to set up three possible romances. With it not being a pilot episode. That's like maybe You're like, <laughs> yeah. well, the pilot. Or like in um the first episode of the season, typically you oh get like a couple God. new characters. Yeah. <laughs> Especially it's midway in high school through show. season three and we get it's like three <laughs> randos. Season, episode 10 of season three. We're like oh all the new characters. I love it. I'm so I mean, excited. I'm not against it. But we, so meanwhile, right, so Joey is saying goodbye to AJ, and apparently they stayed up, like, all night, and he talked about Ulysses for eight hours. Uh, Fucking stab me in the eyes. I don't want to fucking listen to that. Yeah, it was boring. Boring conversations. And he goes, like, what are you passionate about? And she's like, I don't know. Uh, And she's like, I wish I did know, because the past few years of my life, I've been (sighs) focused on a guy, and now we're not together. And and then he talks about some like math shit. I'm like, he, no. He asks, "Oh, do you know what a manifold is?" Bitch, no one knows what the fuck you're talking about. He talks Mm-mm. about math for like five minutes. Yeah, and I, all, I, it all ends up. All he needs to say is, "Oh, sometimes you need to like look at something from farther away to understand what it was." Bitch, you could have said that instead of being like a fucking smarty farty <laughs> fucking pants. Like, oh, do you know what a manifold is? Like, bitch, nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about. This is why I don't like AJ. <laughs> this shit. It's just like, uh, yeah, he makes he's me so mad. He's kind of pretentious. He so then- is. He's extremely pretentious. <laughs> oh, I bet you he's that guy who's like, oh, did you know I go to Harvard? Like in the mm-hmm. beginning of every conversation he's in. Yeah, I went to oh, Harvard. Oh my god, I can't. So she's, he's like, can I have your number? And he, she writes his number, her number on his hand with a pen because they don't have paper. They're so. Awkward. And then they like shake, hold hands. They were like. It's Little. and it's the same. It's like her right hand and his left hand. It's fucking weird, <laughs> and they're so awkward. And then on yeah. top of that, then it can't get more awkward. You think it can't, but it can because they get on the train. Nikki and Joey meet, which is awkward. And then Dawson is like, "Oh, who's that?" And Joey's like, "My roommate." And then Dawson like stares after AJ, like, <laughs> "Fuck you, bro. Fuck you." I would say, "Excuse me, Dawson. Revert your attention back to the angel, yeah. Nikki, yeah. and don't even look yeah. at Joey. I don't even." want to see it no so then we get joey and dawson back in the bedroom together of course. yes and they talk about how pro um the prospect of college seems a lot bigger um and she's like well do you think it's like the light at the end of the tunnel or do you think that like it's um like a like a big thing to like look yeah to or whatever and he says i don't know this is gonna take some time getting used to and he's feeling he left this this weekend she left this weekend feeling like energized and excited yeah he left this weekend feeling discouraged yeah he says that like he he sees the room as like feeling safe like he sees his room as safe and yes. she sees the room as small because now yes. she's had a glimpse at what the world I think is this and what is the world such, can be. Isn't this a very, very interesting like metaphor? Yeah, and I think it's great 
for Joey's character in general, right? We've always yes. said, like, why didn't she go to Paris? Like, we wanted her to be at a Cape Side. We want her to go and learn that Dawson is not the only fucking person on this earth. Mm-hmm. And so, like, having her experience that, even if it's fucking AJ, like, is is great. And I think Dawson sees the exact opposite because he mm-hmm. got fucking raked over the coals for his shitty movie. Yes. That he's like, I want the comforts of home. I'm not ready to yep. leave yet. Yes, I thought and I thought it was very interesting how Joey decides at that moment she was going to leave while Dawson stays in his safe room. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think this means? I mean, I think this is a sign of maturity for Joey. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think it's a sign of like Dawson isn't quite there yet. Dawson has always had his like head in the clouds, right? He's a dreamer. He's not a realist. And so he got smacked with a big old fat dose of reality right in his fucking face. And like he didn't fucking like it. And now he has to like he's going to, you know, he's going to incubate for a couple another years until he's ready to go to college. He does have Two more. They're sophomores. They're juniors. They're juniors. So they have plenty of time. He has like a year and a half left. Like he has time. However, I think that this is bodes well. Like I think that this also shows that Joey is outgrowing her dependency on Dawson. Yeah, exactly. And she, guess what? She got through a whole weekend. She spent a ton of time with a person she didn't even know before that weekend, even if it is AJ, right? Like the fact that she could spend all that time and feel comfortable enough opening up to a person other than Dawson um, is a good sign for Joey. It is a good sign. So I did. I liked this episode. Don't get me wrong. I, I love this, this episode. episode. I just think some of the things that happened in it were like, what the fuck kind of shit is like, this is so quick. I, I mean, don't I don't know. That, like, I, I think that I'm just like, I don't know if I was like excited that we're in college. I don't well, know. You, you've also seen like characters. so many teen dramas and stuff that like this is totally just normal behavior for a teen drama too. you know. Well, that's what it like. I don't get like so like wrapped up in the like, is this realistic? Because it's like, I don't yeah. want my teen dramas to be realistic. Do you that's think fair. that I want to see my teens um, on the computer playing RuneScape <laughs> and like eating <laughs> like Doritos at three in the morning like no like I don't want to see these people like on aim fighting with (laughs) their friends over whatever like it's is fair I don't want to see realistic I want to see drama I want my characters to fall in love I want them to meet new people I want them to meet a guy on a bus and fall in love with the hot guy I mean it's fair that's fair um so, um, next episode, the name, episode 11, Barefoot at Cape Fest. Cape Fest? Cape Fest. Are you kidding me? That's so this says. is like a Woodstock, like, <laughs> Burning Man situation? I mean, that's the name of the episode. I'll double check Jessica, it. That's what I wrote down. Yeah, that's I right. do not have any interest in watching these people at Burning Man, that's for sure. Well, that's what the name is so there you Oof, go uh, no don't be barefoot like do you know glass oh, germs like, germs glass <sighs> metal pieces can't do it yeah just gross. just put on a sensible shoe people. a la Protect- fran boyd take fran's advice sensible shoes yes. only yeah um, should we uh, get into feedback some feedback yeah yeah um I dirtbag got... kelly wrote in oh you're gonna read oh you can read it go ahead and read it i, I i'm starting with an email from stefan Oh, please do. And then you can read an email from the DBK. <laughs> can we please start calling him the DBK? 
<laughs> Only if he allows it. Kelly, let us know. Okay, go ahead. Uh, okay. Hello from the airport at 5.30 a.m. Uh, insane. Yeah, it's very, very early. Um, I've been waiting almost a whole season to explore Jack's dating life. Oh, is, excuse me, is waiting almost a whole season to explore da- uh, Jack's dating life the smart move. I think now is a better time than ever. That's what I, I have to say here's to the thing. that. I am happy that we waited until we got a new showrunner to explore it because I feel like they're more graceful and oh tactful about it than imagine? the old showrunner would have been. Yeah. Um, yeah. As for like waiting, I also think it's very realistic because Jack is just came out of the closet. He's in a mm-hmm. small town. Um, and he's inexperienced. So like, I imagine there. it would take time. Yeah, yeah. It would, and it would take him time to feel comfortable to do anything. So yeah. I don't mind the wait, honestly. Yeah. Stefan and sometimes says, I, I don't want to wait, but I liked waiting in this situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stefan says, I can see arguments for letting him be more comfortable with himself first, but yeah. I can only also understand him diving in. Uh, yeah. For me, I feel as though, great point, really don't want to see the old showrunner handle that. Yeah. But also, I think that... I mean, they they don't live in Philadelphia. They don't live in New York. There's not that many. They don't live in Boston. There's not that many people there. And for Jack to just, it's kind of like, because the pool is so limited, I feel as yeah. though they would just throw him with the first gay guy that they could find in town and I don't want that for Jack I want Jack to like find himself I agree and like find what he really is interested in yeah um and I don't know like I don't know what's gonna make Ethan well Ethan the thing about Ethan he's like I'm into sports like I'm like the quote-unquote like you know I'm not like they have in common the fact that they're not the stereotypical yes He's person. not feminine at all, right? Like, he says, like, he could pass. What did and he I say? Think, say? Like, oh, I slipped under your gaydar. Is what, and the I way think he that it. he also said that he played some sort of a sport. I believe so they, they talk sports. that in common. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much they're going to have in common, him and Ethan, besides the fact that they're, they're both hot. <laughs> and that's all you really need, people. That's kind of all I care about yeah. right now with Ethan. <laughs> Um, shall we get to Dirtbag Kelly, the DBK? Um, he wants you to know that this episode aired December 15th, 1999. Oh, wow. Thank you. Actually, that's a um, hmm, two years before my bat mitzvah. We're getting very close to the end of the 90s in this show. Wow. And then we just stop. We have to stop. What if we just did that? We would piss so many people off. Like, what if we were just like, well, that's where it ends, guys. Thank you for listening. And that's all, folks. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So (laughs) um, he says, so this is what we're doing this episode. The classic name mix up. This happens more than you would think in real life. Interesting. That's it. Well, Kelly is saying this. Kelly. Oh, Kelly. The the name Kelly. Kelly. That is true. You know what? Yes. My first interaction with DBK. We didn't know. We didn't know. I didn't know. Here's the I thing, Kelly, know. please write in. And I want to know a story you have about like your name being mixed up. Like I want to yeah. hear the funniest story you have, if there is one. And if you co- are comfortable sharing it, I would love to know. 
Um, yeah. He says, that's all I got this week, ladies. Keep up the good work. Felicity, here we come. Here we come. Kelly, Dirtbag Kelly is literally like the conductor on the Felicity train. Like he choo-choo, is Choo-choo, motherfuckers. Yeah, that's what he says. He's like, choo-choo, motherfuckers. I got all my friends to vote in that poll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was definitely stuff the ballots. Mood. He did. He did stuff that ballot box. We appreciate it, Kelly. We appreciate how much you care. I love it. Um... I think I think that's all we have. Is that all we have this week? I think that's all we have this week. Yeah, like it's a quiet week, and I, 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 oh gosh, I, I didn't put up, I didn't put episode. up the question thread. <laughs> I love, I love. <laughs> you just out yourself live on the podcast. You're like, why is it such a quiet week? Oh, I forgot to do the question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about outing yourself. Oh yeah. Also, here's the thing, people. Okay, I'm coming back from being on on vacation. I had a busy week at work. I've had a busy week in my personal life. There's no fashion hour today. I'm really sorry. It was my turn to do fashion hour. I got home late. Sarah said, "What do you want to do?" And I was like, "Will people care? Will people notice? I don't know. Let us know. I want to know if people give a shit about fashion hour. Like, I really Just truly want to know. What you you don't want to know? Don't tell us. Sarah doesn't want to know." Just I mean, end. like, you can tell her or tell us. It's like, what are you going to, like, get know. rid of? Okay, whatever. I, but, I mean, honestly, I was just like, let's just be honest with our people. Like, let's, like, be like, yeah, we, I like, fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you didn't want to say a thing. I said, no, like, let's be honest. I was let's... just going to, w- it's not like I was going to lie. I was just going to, like, let it be not there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's like, yeah, like, ridiculous. I'm. It's 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 like yeah like I didn't I like it's sweeping it under the rug like I don't want to sweep it under the rug. Well, now we're not. Now we both admitted to two things that we did. We fucked up. I'm telling you guys, we done fucked up. We fucked up. We hope you forgive us. Please find it in your hearts to forgive us. We love you all very much. Please look how nice my nails look today. I love how you're doing this for the listeners. They do look good. What tell the listeners what like color it is, just so they know what the hell you're talking about. It's like natural. It's like a natural. It's like a very like, um, like natural. It's like nude, natural, nude, light pink. Like it's sheer, and the shape is giving me life today. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Anyway, um. So that's like that's all that's all we have. Very exciting stuff though, because Sarah's coming to it's visit embarrassing. Me tomorrow. By the time this podcast comes out, she will already be back home. Um, it's gonna be amazing. Looking forward to it. We're gonna record the Felicity podcast. The question thread is already up for that. So again, by the time you're listening to this, we would have watched it and recorded and maybe liked it or hated it. We don't know yet. Um I don't know. Sarah, what else do we what else is going on? Um I mean, we have our other bonus content for this month. It's Julia Roberts Appreciation Month. We did Runaway Bride, which would be out by the time you're listening. And we earlier this month, we did Notting Hill. Um, You know, we talk about my new favorite website, cinemacats.com. I wonder if. There's any Dawson's Creek cinema cats? Uh, okay. Please look it up and let me know because now I, I need to know. I know. Cinemacats.com, run by the great Linda. Uh, please sign up for all of Cinemacats.com. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
sponsored by Cinema Cats. Um, Cinemacats.com. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, I think that's I think that's all we have. Just, so just pull the plug. Come back next week. We'll be back for more Dawson's Creek season three, episode eleven. We will talk to you all next time. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.